Do you believe in miracles? Got fizzle in the house. Fizzle, what what's fizzle? good, man? Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show. Let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gonna stay with him. They gon' start every show off with their own trade Fantasies a big ocean, they made their own wave Make sure you tap in there Tuesdays and Saturdays Tuesday night, Saturday morning, ain't no better way Hit that notification bell when the news break Go subscribe right now, don't get the news late Destination Devi, that's the team Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing I remember Biggie said it was all a dream Now people watching on their phone and computer screens Welcome to the team Let's start the show Our boy Brandon um, Our boy Koopa Troopa here Sign me the fuck up That really does help your team a lot really does. Sign me the fuck up Sign me the fuck up for that deal too I like what yeah. I like, you know what I mean? Like I don't go to McDonald's and order something different Because I want to expand my portfolio No I'm basic, man. My ass man. is in there. I know I'm what I like. Quarter powder with cheese guy. Every let's go. Uh, Mike, you didn't see in the comments, but uh, T Rock told me to, so I did it. Um, All right. He said, "Quick ATM fart in Mike's drink while he's gone," and so I had to do it. That's it's in that bottle. As soon as you open it, it's gonna smell like shit. <laughs> uh, I ain't gonna lie. I probably pissed on the floor. My wife's gonna kill me in the morning, but fuck it. You better wipe that <laughs> shit up, then. Um, I got you after this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Keep trying to cut tits. I have no idea what the fuck is going on anymore. <laughs> he won't think that of. Keep trying to cut tits. Ass Keep trying to cut. Go. Keep trying to cut tits. Ass speech. <laughs> that is a tongue twister, my friend. Welcome, everybody, to America's Game, episode number three. I am your host, Eric Vanek, and you can find me on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL. And as you can see, once again, joined by Iowa Michael. He made it, survived it from Canton somehow, alive. some way. He, he's back. He's alive. alive. Barely, alive. but he's here. <laughs> but uh, Mike, what's going on, man? How is uh, Canton? How is everything going, man? Uh, if anybody uh, has a, uh, a liver that they'd like to donate, uh, I could probably use one. Uh, my feet hurt. My Achilles hurt. Uh, a lot of walking, a lot of being on the feet. Little to no sleep, if you can't tell in my voice. Uh, the bags under my eyes. It was a uh, incredible, incredible week at the expo. But I'm paying for it, Eric. I'm paying for it. E. I'm out here uh, just trying to survive, just make it through this week, and then next week, that's where I will officially be back. Right? <laughs> yeah, I need like an extra week vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need a just vacation from the vacation. Yes, that's that's a hundred percent correct. Uh, well, you were telling me a bunch about it pre-show sound like you guys had a good time and met a lot of people in the community so um yeah i mean everything's looking good right now for us for sure oh my south, south Harmon's in uh, in line for doing some big things and and it's exceeding my wildest imagination right like 
everything is just kind of coming together. Getting you on was a big step, right? Having another content creator uh, out there doing stuff. But we'll have some people writing articles for us on the website if that's if that's people's things. Uh, so that'll be up. You are uh, you are you are doing incredible with America's Game. That the outreach that people have is, is great. And, and don't don't worry, people. If you uh, you comment on YouTube, I see you out there. Like Mike, I love you, but man, I'm so glad Eric's back. Don't I don't take it badly, okay? This is that's a compliment. That's a compliment <laughs> that uh, uh, some of the best moves I could make is just finding the right people. <laughs> and uh, I think we got one in you, buddy. So I'm so real glad that we're doing this, and every single week. Giving people America's game, bringing it back from the dead. It tried to get killed off. Uh, some people didn't like it, and uh, unfortunately, they were wrong. <laughs> it's going to live on forever as long as I got a say in it. Hell yeah! And the, the Undertaker rises again. Just that quick little rise up after a choke slam or something. But yep. now, nah, man, I'm, I'm glad you guys had fun, man. Everything it sounded uh, like you guys had a blast. Um, I'm going to try and make it next year. Hopefully things settle down in, uh, in life, hopefully knock on wood. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that for next year. sounds like you guys had a, a blast this year, man. So I'm happy for you. And we thanks did. for the compliments and everything about America's game. I see the YouTube comments too. I go in there and check them out. Uh, appreciate you guys. Glad you guys like the show. Um, one thing I did want to mention too, I, I keep getting this question of like, oh man, where do I find the podcast? Where do I find this podcast? Go to any of your podcast forms, uh, Google, Apple, whatever it is, just type in South Harmon dynasty football. It'll be there. You probably just type in South Harmon, honestly, and it'll be the first thing that pops up. It's like a white logo with the South Harmon kind of looks like a, uh, a sign. I forgot the hell the word is, uh, <clears throat> Bunch of shit. There's yeah, a bunch of shitheads on. Bunch of like, shit on there, so. like, if you see some shit on yeah. it, you know it probably belongs to us. <laughs> right, right, right. So you got one of those on there, and make sure you subscribe there. You'll get this podcast there weekly. We're going to have some other podcasts coming up here for Dio Beyond there. Some other podcasts that we got coming down the pipe be there as well. And then obviously the YouTube, uh, South Harmon FF is the YouTube. Make sure you guys subscribe there. If you want to watch this in video format, more than welcome to. It'll be on there on Thursday nights, though, instead of Thursday mornings for you. But it'll be there. You can see me, Mike, Adam, whoever I have on as a guest will always be on there on YouTube on Thursday evenings. So just wanted yeah. to get that out of the way real quick before we start here. Huge, too. And if you, you're just wondering, just follow our socials on the day that it drops, too, right? And uh, we'll have links out. Eric, like you said, too, there'll be more podcasts coming soon. Uh, 4D's no longer on Destination Devi. It will be here on South Harmon. So that also will be an audio form, podcast form. And we're still going to do it the exact same way we did it over there. But if you also like the YouTube, like Eric said, we will be doing some of them uh, live stream for our patrons. And then it'll also be on YouTube in the video recorded form afterwards. So. Yeah, pretty exciting over here. Like, we're getting busy. Uh, we just got to do a better job of promoting that podcast feed, it seems. And one thing, too, right. it, wh wherever you consume it, if you could do us a huge favor, you know, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, if you're listening on podcasts, whatever one you, you use, leave a review. Like, it helps us. Even if it's just telling me I suck. <laughs> that's, that's great. I'll take it. And on YouTube, obviously, like, comment, subscribe, you know, talk away. Like I try to respond to everything that I possibly can on uh, comments. So engagement's a huge thing for us. So hit it up, man, and we're gonna we're gonna moonball this damn thing. Let's go. A little less than three weeks away too. That first Sunday, week one, 
about oh, about yes. noon you'll see me adam and mike and whoever else decides to come on we're going to be doing the uh, start sit show on the youtube live for everybody so that'll be every sunday morning just like we did for uh, dd last year and then um maybe i'll talk mike into letting me do a waiver wire show or something too throw that yeah. on there I'm, waiver uh, wire i think i'm all kind of decent at waiver wire stuff so i can uh well that's why we got some, you that's why we got you on the start sit yeah. Because Adam and I are horrible at start set, so we need at least one person on there. <laughs> Just yeah, be good at that's it. that's one thing that me and uh, I know Scott we talk about it a lot. That's one thing I try to improve at every single year, and I think I've gotten a little better at it. But there's just no like strategy or like true way to do it, like. The, you know, some random Tom Kennedy from last year is going to end up starting being like three touchdowns or something crazy. And you're like, well, why didn't you tell me to play Tom Kennedy? Because oh, I didn't even know he was alive. How many how many times last year, too, where we were doing that together, we, you know, vividly like in agreement on giving somebody advice on who to start and they don't do shit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they don't and, do anything. And then the guy that they we decided told yeah. to sit first five minutes has like a, a touchdown for seventy five yards at least. Like, well, that didn't work out so well. Huh? <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of those last year, so hopefully uh, this year will be a little bit better on that. Yeah, we sure. we never really remember our hits, but the misses sure stand out, don't they? Yeah, yeah, because we'll be texting each other in Discord like, oh man, we told that poor guy to sit this player for this player, and this guy has two touchdowns in the first ten minutes. 100%. I'm looking for it. While I was at the expo, it was uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, preseason football going on, Eric, and uh, I oh, didn't yeah. get to watch a damn minute of it. I don't even know what happened. You just kept the cliff notes on Twitter. It's been a wild, uh, wild few days. We got a lot to talk about with all the running back signings. Uh, we got Ryan Clark out here saying that George Pickens is much more talented than Justin Jefferson. I don't, I don't agree, Mr. Clark, but uh, there's a lot going on, Eric. Where are we, where are we going to start? Where are we going to dive in? Well, I, I think I want to talk about the running back signings first because I think those are a little more important and we can kind of dig into some games. But we saw Dalvin Cook. He signed with the Jets. It seems like it's up to $8.6 million or something like that. I'm yeah. sure it's not fully eight point six. And then uh, Zeke signed with the Patriots for one year up to $6.1 million. Kareem Hunt, who knows where he's ending up. He's bounced away from like three different teams and he hasn't signed yet and uh left tackle lenny when's left tackle lenny gonna sign somewhere too right uh, uh we we talked on the first one kind of about the Brees hall situation right mm-hmm. and now we actually have it uh the the slide started and then it kind of stopped when Brees got activated off the pup but we'll kind of see where he settles out as far as dynasty value for some people mm-hmm again just like the first one man dalvin cook doesn't worry me too much for Brees hall i know some people are panicked about it but dalvin cook's fine like it's a decent spot for him i wish it would have been more of like a miami situation where it kind of would have been more clear cut on who's going to get the work but Brees is just so damn good like once he's fully healthy he's so highly efficient that it just doesn't matter to me like i'm still highly interested in Brees hall now that being said, he's still a running back with an ACL injury. So, you know, like we, we've seen that go go south, at least in the year one back. But if I'm looking from a dynasty lens, Eric, for you know, twenty twenty four, I'm going like Brees Hall's still a guy I kinda want around my team. Right. We right. we try to look him at one year windows, but I think he's one of those guys that's different for me where I look at him in a two year window at least. Mm-hmm. And twenty twenty four still looks good. 
even this year though, like that one doesn't scare me that much, man. He he kind of looked washed to be honest last year at times, and yeah, I'm good. Now the Zeke one with Ramondre was interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that bad for Ramondre, right? If we we're going to talk about washed running backs, I think right. Zeke's at the top of your list. Ain't he? <laughs> he's been there for a, he's been there for a minute, but. Just the fact that they wanted to bring somebody else in to kind of spell Rhino. And this is kind of how I view both of these running back signings is just spell, right? One of them, you're doing it because you got your your superstar coming off a a knee injury. And the other one, you don't want to run the dude into the ground. Like, I think Ramondre is very good. Um, It's going to be interesting to see, though, how the goal line situation works. Like, because that would actually hurt Ramondre's production if – if Zeke's in there, damn near every time they get inside the ten, just doing Zeke things, hammering <laughs> it right up the middle. But I think it. Uh, we talked about last week on the uh, the show. It does kill the uh, the whole Kevin Harris thing, right? Like we can yeah. just go ahead and uh, you know just put that to bed. And can we do it with Pierre Strong too? Like the Ty no. Montgomery hope I had too is that dead too? Yeah, I I viewed it as Ty Montgomery and Kevin Harris are probably dead. I bet you they still keep Montgomery because he's useful and on special teams and stuff. Uh, Kevin Harris, I think that's probably the one that affects the most. He might just get straight up cut or they'll try and sneak him onto the practice squad probably is what's going to happen there for him. But yeah, I I think it's going to be Stevenson, Zeke, Pierre Strong. They're not going to they can't cut him or or anything because they use such a good pick on him. So I don't think they're going to give up on him. Uh, they might keep Montgomery as like the fourth running back and then try and sneak Harris onto the practice squad is how I took it. Um, so I, I have cut a couple Kevin Harris's that I did have to pick up some other running backs or other players that I think could be useful still that are going to make teams. So like Julio McLaughlin uh, from Denver. Uh, Elijah Dotson from the Chargers. I picked him up a couple spots. Mm-hmm. Um, Damian Williams signed with the Raiders. I think he has a small chance to possibly make that team because there's really not, after Zamir White, Amir Abdullah, there really isn't too much. So I think Damian Williams has a shot to maybe make a team. I know a lot of people are picking up, um, I believe it is Elijah Wilson. Yeah, I've seen that. Emmanuel Wilson. I I knew it was uh, an E. It was Um, an E. Wilson. Yeah, he had six carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. One of them was for 80 yards, obviously. So I really liked his talent and what I saw from those couple runs. But you have to remember, Green Bay only kept two running backs last year at their cutdowns. They kept A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, and that was it. Because me and Scott thought Tyler Goodson was a lock, and they didn't keep Tyler Goodson. They... um, cut him and put him onto the practice squad and actually Goodson started the game the other day for them so I'm kind of thinking Goodson has the leg up at the third running back job and hopefully he can crack it this year because he, he looked pretty solid too um, I know he only had three carries for two yards one catch for nine yards but uh, just in his limited little playing there he, I thought he looked pretty good kind of crazy too like the uh, the Elijah uh, the the Dotson thing that you bring up with the Chargers mm-hmm. right um, I did have to go back and look because that guy went off and like you just yeah. see the Twitter highlight and you go, holy hell, like, wow, this is what we've been waiting for, for the backup running back for, for L.A. for a while. But 
when I looked at it, apparently uh, Mr. Elijah Spiller had a really long run that got called yes. back for holding. Yes, it so it wasn't like he did absolutely nothing or didn't look explosive as well. So be one to monitor. But if you're just going off of Twitter highlights, I mean, that's probably the guy you run out to the waiver wire right away and just hey, might as well make sure he's picked up on every single team right. that I can possibly get him. And then on Monday, they cut Larry Roundtree as well. So Finally. Finally. Yeah, so they have their four running backs with Eckler, Dotson, Kelly Spiller, and they kept four running backs the last couple of years. So that's probably a good possibility that Dotson is going to make the team. If not, they're going to definitely try to sneak him onto the practice squad. So, uh, but yeah, he looked really good. Six for 92, two touchdowns. Um, he didn't catch the ball or anything, but he looked explosive. He's a little small, uh, but I'm still going to pick him up. McLaughlin, same thing. He's a smaller back, but everything that I've heard and read on um, Jaleel McLaughlin for Denver is he's going to uh, make the team. He's the third running back right now. He's done better than Tyler Beatty and Tony Jones. Um, and I, I just, when I just looked at the tape too, I, I saw the same thing. So, so you really, we really got to kind of call our shot right now on the Jets' backfield, don't we? With Dalvin Cook right. there, Brees coming off the pup, um, Michael Carter, Bam Knight, Abanacanda. Like, which one is the the odd man out? Do you think? I know you said last week you thought Michael Carter, and then I'm sitting here watching the uh, the Hard Knocks, and this dude's like prominently featured on Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going, oh, I don't. Are they really going to cut a guy? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's for TV, right? Maybe, maybe they're going to know or whatever, but. Uh, is Michael Carter going to be that dude? Are they going to keep Bam I, and they're going to keep uh, Banacanda? Yeah, I think Car- Carter's kind of like, you know, one of the leaders on the team. You know, he's obviously um, the veteran in the running back room, which is kind of crazy to think about because he's only been in the league two <laughs> right. years or three years. Um, a Banacanda, I don't think they can cut him because somebody's going to pick him up right away. And obviously they used a draft pick on him. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it's it's down to Carter and Zonovan Knight, and I just don't know how they'd be able to cut Carter. I bet you they're going to try and trade either Carter or Zonovan Knight would probably be my guess and try and get some value out of one of those guys. That would be my guess. Um, Travis Dye, he played a lot in the fourth quarter, but he's going to get cut just because there's just no room here, especially now adding Dalvin. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have to keep four running backs. So, um and the, yeah, none of them played on special teams that I'm looking at. So Abanacanda is going to have to probably learn some special teams if he's going to make the team. I know Michael Carter can play some special teams, so he might have to uh, revert back to special teams a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I think Abanacanda is a lock because they can't yeah. they, they can't sneak him on a practice squad. Somebody will take him mm-hmm. easily. Um, you know. Pfft. He's he's the lock. I really think it is between Carter and and Bam Knight, but I'm just I'm having such a hard time deciding which one it's going to be. Right? Because Michael yeah. Carter, like you said, just my opinion, I would rather they keep Bam Knight. Like I'd rather mm-hmm. he's 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 shown me more than Michael Carter probably ever has. But right. you you watch Hard Knocks, it's like his teammates like him. You know, is this like the the Craig Reynolds thing? Like, did the, does the organization really like him? Is this something where they see if they have a market for him? But if there's nothing, which is actually pretty reasonable that there won't be a market anywhere, somebody goes, you're going to end up having to cut one of these guys anyways. We'll just we'll pick them up when you're done. Right. I think it might be the case where Bam Knight's the the odd man out, right? And it's going to be Dalvin, Brees, Michael Carter, and Abanacanda probably as a game day and active most of the time until he mm-hmm. learns how to play some special teams. So, right. 
It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Sure. That Dalvin Cook thing really kind of muddy, muddy that situation up. Uh, the New England one's a lot more clear. It's like Pierre Strong, yeah. you know, Kevin Harris, who cares? But uh, there's so many good running backs on the Jets, man, which yeah. is so kind of surprising they wanted to add another one in Dalvin. Right. And then, you know, we looked at Kareem Hunt, and we thought maybe the Saints, and then the Colts brought him in. I think the Vikings brought him in, too. I mean, both the Colts and the Saints did sign somebody this week. So the Colts signed Jason Huntley. He isn't going to make the team. And the Saints signed Daryl Williams, who I don't think is going to make the team either. But then Kendra got hurt. Uh, he had a knee sprain. So I'm not sure how long he's going to miss if he misses mm-hmm. the first week of the season. Obviously not going to cut him, but, you know, we'll see what happens there. Kamara is going to miss the first three games. So Daryl Williams might, you know, stick around for the first three weeks until Kamara gets back. Yeah. Uh, when I when I read that Cream Hunt left New Orleans without a deal, I, I just did one of these, man. The ooh, ooh, well, dodged from, a bullet there for, yeah, for from, now. For yeah, now. from what uh, they reported was his agents told him, "Hey, don't sign anything. Go to Indy because they might be offering more money." Right. So and then that didn't materialize. Yeah, and then and that didn't happen. Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota would be a good spot, but I thought. I thought Ty Chandler, one of my favorites, looked really good. He had 11 for 41, uh, four catches for 29 yards, and he got a bunch of dump-offs to him there. And he was making moves out of the backfield, looked very strong in the pass game. So I I really think Ty Chandler is going to be the backup there. Um, Abram Smith played over Dwayne McBride, too. And Abram Smith yeah. was just brought in like the week before. So that's a little concerning to me on McBride. But McBride did return three kickoffs um, during the game. So he was like their main kickoff guy because Kenny and Wongnu did not play because he's hurt. So I don't think they would cut McBride. I don't – Abram Smith didn't really do anything that, you know, was uh, noteworthy or anything like that. But, you know, McBride is going to have to make this team just based off of special teams, I think. I, this is the uh, this is the crazy thing about Abram Smith, right? Really into him when he came out into the league. Uh, you know, talked myself into that. I think at the time he had the biggest, uh, the biggest like signing bonus for an undrafted free agent, like through the whole cycle. Like he right. got the most amount of money. So I was like, oh, that's definitely telling me something. And then it never materialized. Uh, did he play in the the XFL or the USFL? I forget. He went to uh, one of, and he was uh, yeah, one of them. He was the leading rusher. In yeah, the yeah. And now I kind of find myself in these deeper leagues, like picking up a little Abram Smith just to see, just to see, because I think with all the stuff coming out of Minnesota, like you're right. Like I look at Ty Chandler and I'm going like, come on, just, just do it already. Right. Just Mm -hmm. make Madison that like plotter, like change of pace. Cause I think that's really what he is personally. Like I'm not too excited for Alexander Madison, but like, let me get some Ty Chandler run here. Come on, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. And they just keep, keep kind of bringing guys in, right? They just yeah. keep bringing guys in. So I don't think they feel too good about it. Um, so I don't know when I'm out there in the waiver wires, just grinding the stuff like these deep best balls. I don't really like these type of running backs, but Eric, there's nothing else out there. There's nothing for wide yeah. receivers. Like I am getting down in the muck when you're getting to 35, 36 man rosters. So Abram Smith has been one that, eh, why not? Why not? Right. I think a lot of our league mates, because obviously they probably listen to this show, they listen to Scott Connor, they listen to others out there, and the fantasy football space has just gotten a lot smarter, especially with these pickups and roster construction, especially like with Scott talking about roster construction, how to do these types of leagues, like 
you know, these roster cloggers, a lot of people are just not carrying them anymore, and they're carrying all the running backs. Like, if you have a pulse, you're on a team. So it's hard fighting for these running backs right now and then trying <laughs> to figure out which one you want. So, Yeah. Um, how about the uh, the Traylon Burks injury today? Like, Yeah. Are you shitting your pants as much as I am? Like it. All right. So I, I watched the video, and it it doesn't look as bad as like what was reported. But then you see the you know his teammates coming over to him and you know tapping him mm-hmm. on the shoulder. He doesn't look very happy about being down on the ground. So I'm praying it's just like a you know just checking on your buddy real quick and not one of those like we heard something and we know something's bad and that's yeah. why he's so despondent. But. I- I think there's a test they can do on the field right there to kind of check the stability of the ACL. Right, so, right. yeah, I haven't heard it if that passed or if that was good or anything like that. Hopefully, it's just like a bone bruise or something like that. Um, I don't. Or, yeah, yeah, I don't really want to speculate until we really know. But if if Traylon's out, yeah, that sucks. But honestly, then the Titans just become the same kind of offense we thought they're going to be anyways. One receiver, one running back, and that was it. <laughs> All right, so I got something as of six minutes ago from Rappaport, right? Okay. Traylon Burke suffered an LCL sprain during practice today. Good news is Burke should only miss a few weeks of scare, but a solid result. Okay. So, yeah, right. the, I think the LCL is a – I believe it's an inner ligament because that's one of the really harder ones to tear. Uh, but, yeah, spraining that, sure, it sucks. We're literally like – a little less than a month away from the season. So yeah, uh, I'll take that result. (laughs) Yeah. Literally like as the, uh, the news came across sleeper today, like Mm -hmm. a trade goes through and I, my heart sank because I had a pending trail on Burke's trade out there. Oh, okay. And it actually was that one. And I'm going, Oh shit. Like, did I, it, I don't know. I think I would have been okay with the trade, even if it was, like knock on wood, right? Like something severe where he ended the season because it was Elijah Moore and Noah Gray in a lineup right. league, you know. And I don't give a shit about tight ends like these right. guys, especially like right. just a roster clogger if I've ever seen one for Traylon. Mm-hmm. But you know, in in the immediate right, you look and you go, well, Elijah Moore could, and you'd have to sit on Traylon for a year. It's a team that I'm not really competing on anyway, so that's right. why I was like, I'm okay, gotcha. whatever. But. I think I would have been okay with it, but imagine that. Like, all I needed was that sleeper notification just to get me a cheaper, cheaper share of trailer, huh? Okay, got it. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, if Traylon was out for the year, man, that would definitely hamper that offense. But I think Hopkins would, like, feast. He might, he might get 175 targets. <laughs> and that's Every... not a joke. Like, we never want to see injuries, right? But everybody who was holding some D hop shares was going, yeah. yeah, they were like, uh, they were like the, yeah, the, the Chica Quanku guys were going, yeah, yeah. what's up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, back in your caves, boys. Yeah. So I'm just going to pop through some of these box scores and kind of talk about some of the like standouts that I saw. So the first game of the week was Houston and New England. Uh, the only one who really stood out, because this game was kind of boring, to be honest, was Tank Dell. I don't know if you saw any of his highlights. Yeah, uh, it, it was kind of the big thing. I didn't get to see a whole lot of the highlights. I just saw the stat line and then Twitter mm-hmm. going crazy the next day for Tank Dell. And, 
you know, I'm at the expo with Scott Connors, so you know we got to talk about it. Right. <laughs> you know, his, his thoughts on it. He's just smiling ear to ear, like, "Oh yeah, I'll sell all my tank <laughs> Go get him. Oh books. yeah, yeah. He's he's all over that. Yeah, any third you can probably get tank Dell from Scott Connor for sure. Um, but yeah, five for sixty five, a touchdown. He actually looked a lot bigger than I thought he was, so that was positive. He was actually playing on the outside quite a bit too. So oh, nice. Um, I think he's like kind of like just a best ball only option for me. Uh, I have him in a few lineup leagues, but mostly best ball leagues is where I have him. So uh, it was nice to see him uh, do do good. Like CJ Stroud, they were getting pressured quite a bit. He didn't look very good. I mean, obviously it's his first like game, and he only played a drive. So I uh, want to see a little bit more from CJ Stroud this week. But other than that, I, I, it was kind of a boring game. It was uh, on the the Houston side. Right, Xavier mm-hmm. Valade must have been so bad because he got cut not yeah. shortly after that. Um, yeah, and the Steelers just picked him up. So I, uh, yeah, I went ahead and if you, you get cut from your first team, it's probably not a good sign. Call uh, Ty on, Ty on Evans. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> so uh, I cut I cut all my Xavier Valade that I had. I cut all my. Amari DiMercato's as well, just because he didn't really do great, and he's probably going to get cut anyways. They already they brought in Marlon Mack before he popped his Achilles, so obviously that was a bad sign already. Um, so I'm trying to like cut those guys. You got to be on top of it, and then move on and, and pick up these other options that are looking better. So I did see a lot of pickups in my leagues all over the place, especially these best ball deep ones. We were just yeah. talking how gross are Malik Cunningham on the the Patriots side. No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> Uh, at one point, he was going to play wide receiver. I see he actually played quarterback this game. Yeah, he did play quarterback. Um, he had, he, you know, he can rush the ball, but he's just not good passing the ball. There's no thanks. He's never going to make it. Not, not good passing the ball with not very good weapons. Probably right. not a very exactly. good combination. Yeah. Yep. Um, then looking at the Vikings and Seahawks game, that was the next game. Uh, we talked a little bit about Ty Chandler and McBride, those guys already. So yeah, we're pretty good on the uh, Viking side. Seahawks side, though, the one who actually really impressed me was Drew Locke. And, what? Yes, what? Drew Locke. Um, that's kind of one of the like key backups. Like I would pick up for sure because if yeah. I think if he was. Gino got hurt or whatever, and Drew Locke had to start. I think Drew Locke could and not, not be as good as Gino and as efficient as Gino was, but I think he could do pretty good, especially with these three key weapons that he has, Lockett, JSN, uh, and DK. Obviously, their running game's really good, and the offensive line is definitely a top-10 offensive line, in my opinion. So he's got, you know, I, I tell you what, man, if you just watch some of the highlights of uh, uh, Drew Locke, obviously this is – easy like oh yeah eric he didn't get pressured he's just standing there any quarterback can do that yeah i get that but he just looks so pretty throwing the ball when he just has a clean pocket doesn't have to move as much or anything and he can just sit set back there and just throw man he is got one of the prettiest balls in the league when he throws it he's got really good accuracy too so definitely a guy i want to hold on to um in some of my leagues for sure you know how like antithetical i think rostering backup quarterbacks is in best ball mm-hmm. i will yeah, make the exception sucks. well i'd be making the exception for drew lock right as long as i have rosters that that you know 30 mm-hmm. man roster if i'm playing with 25 man rosters no like you mm-hmm. don't have room for that but 30 man rosters drew lock is one of those guys i'll make the exception for 
for a couple of reasons, Eric. Like, I am it, it warms my heart that you said he looked really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that you're interested yeah, in. He always looks good in preseason. Then I he know, gets in there. I know. And it's, but this yeah. is the other thing, man. I know they locked Gino up and like the, the fan base likes Gino and it was a nice story, but the reality is Gino wasn't very good at sometimes last year. Like leading the league in danger place is probably not where you want to be at all the time. You know, I don't wish injury on anybody, but it's also not crazy to think like if he doesn't play well, mm-hmm. like we see old Gino again and last year's Gino was just kind of an aberration, like Drew Locke's gonna get some run. Like this is a backup quarterback who's got talent who could make some noise. So that is one of the few mm-hmm. backups in the entire league. I'm going, Yep, yep. Also with uh with your boy, we'll get to him in a little bit, I'm sure. But uh, we got another backup quarterback where I'm going, Yeah, I should probably roster this dude too, even in best ball. So, little okay. teaser right there. All right. Next game up was the Packers and the Bengals. So looking at the Packers side, we talked about Emmanuel Wilson a little bit ago, so I'm not going to mention him too much. I just think he could make the team, sure, if he keeps just having these phenomenal games, but I think the more likely outcome for him is he's going to be a taxi squad player just because Green Bay is showing they'll keep two or three running backs at most. Like I've never haven't seen them keep four in a long time. So that's kind of where I'm thinking like the numbers are going to be a little bit against him unless he can sneak into that RB three job somehow. Uh, But Tyler Goodson was returning kicks. He returned three kicks. So I think Tyler Goodson's got the leg up to be the third running back um, because he can do the kick returning. So something he did at Iowa, something he did in college, you know, at Iowa and he did quite well too. So he's got that special teams ability. Yeah, and I picked up a bunch of Tyler Goodson this week. So if you saw me picking, saw Miami Sharks picking up <laughs> Tyler Goodson, that is why. Um, so Jordan Love started the game. He looked pretty good. Uh, they had all the, you know, all the starters out there with him: Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, Musgrave, uh, all those guys. Jaden Reed, Dubs. Uh, Jordan Love looked pretty good uh, for the one drive that he was in there. So hopefully that continues. Uh, but the one who actually looked. Um, pretty decent even though i completely shit on him uh all the time is sean clifford uh he went 20 for 26 208 yards a touchdown and two picks now the two picks were pretty bad uh the one he threw it uh, just kept his eyes right on the guy and threw it and right to the uh, defender man it was both were bad picks but my thing with him was he was regressive he's throwing it into tight windows and that was just something I didn't expect from Clifford. He's just kind of out there winging it, not giving a fuck, and just throwing it. So liked what I saw from Clifford. I still don't love him. Um, I think he's better than, like, Trace McSorley and all that. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not somebody <laughs> I'm still going to pick up, even though he's um, the backup to Jordan Love, because those are the only two quarterbacks. Uh, Alex Mago did play, but that was, like, five minutes left in the fourth quarter. He didn't even throw a pass. Right. Um but yeah, a lot of these like receivers look good too. So there's a couple best ball receivers that I have rostered quite a few places, right? And Dontavian mm-hmm. Wicks and Samari Torre. So yes, both of those guys. Like I'm interested in them. Lineup leagues, I I can't tell you to the roster these dudes. Like even as taxi squad stashes, because they're probably not good bets, right? That's not right. proper roster construction to have these kind of guys. But best ball, I'm interested in them, just because, right? Like I don't, I think Romeo Dobbs is fine. Um, you know, like I got some interest in Jaden Reed and, and Christian Watson is talented, but we still need to kind of really see it. 
Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, this this could be a uh, a bad Green Bay team, and uh, why not have you know maybe the third or fourth wide receiver, whoever actually works their way out of this. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be like bad, bad, but I could see like seven and ten, something like that. Right, but just trailing right. enough, right, where they're going to have to yeah. throw, and they're going to need to throw deep, and they're going to yeah. need to a couple of wide receivers like those guys to kind of stretch the right. field. So I'm interested to see which one. You know, it'll be easy if they just you know practice squad one of these guys, or they don't actually make the 53. Then I'll know for sure. And uh, but the other one, I'll be all over. The one guy, he only had one catch for eight yards, but looked really good. Um, and everything that I've seen so far is Luke Musgrave. So if you got Luke Musgrave in your leagues, um, I think he's going to be a big option for them this year. So look out for him. Yeah, I think I might be eating shit on that Luke Musgrave uh, Tucker Craft take huh, from the draft. I think that might be uh, my downfall this year, right? It's not looking yeah. good so far for me, even though they've said Tucker Craft has actually looked pretty good at practice too. Mm-hmm. All the rave has been about Musgrave. Me and Scott talked about that too. There's like four or five teams where I'm sitting there picking in round two and I got Musgrave and it comes around the round three and Tucker Craft's still sitting there. I just took them both. Why not? Yeah. Why not? You know, especially in these uh, higher tight end premium leagues. So that was one thing that we did do. Uh, Bengals, you know, Chris Evans had a, had a decent game. Uh, the one thing that Scott brought up to me since he's a Bengals fan, I guess Chase Brown was piss poor in pass protection, even though I talked about him last week as being, you know, he Good. looked better in it. Uh, but yeah, I guess he was piss poor in the pass protection during the game. So, you know, Chris Evans might be the guy out there on passing downs and Chase Brown might be just, you know, a backup to mix and running the ball. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, the only other guy I want to bring up from the Bengals was Andre Osavis. Uh, the Princeton wide receiver, he looks really good. I, I think he makes the team for sure. Uh, he's too talented to let him uh, let him go to waivers or anything like that. So no. I think he's going to be the number four or five receiver for them for sure. I knew absolutely nothing about him until last year we had Shane Hallam on yeah. our podcast and talked about him and you know kind of threw it out there. And this is, I mean, we're we're like ways away from the draft at this point so mm-hmm. that was one that i've always been following and been enthralled with them the youtube highlights right like i can't really watch a princeton game on on espn time. <laughs> right. so like that didn't really happen so you had to watch all the youtube highlights and kind of get it that way but to see him come out and actually play in the preseason and see how good he actually looks uh yeah i'm kind of excited for this guy at least at the as a uh a trent nerwin replacement at the very least yeah for sure um next game up was giants and lions giants there's honestly really not much to talk about here uh eric gray did return three kicks so they're trying out eric gray at the kick return to make him you know earn that fucking third you know running back spot for sure uh because obviously Breida one carry one yard then they got him out of here before he breaks in half and none of the other running backs really did anything. Jay Sean Corbin had a 33-yard run that was late in the game, so nothing really there at all. Wide receivers. Cole Beasley did catch a lot um, early on. I- I'm hoping Cole Beasley makes that team because I think he's better than Crowder and David Sills, and he's probably better than Sterling Shepard on one leg at this point too. So, right, right. Um, I have picked up some Cole Beasley. Uh, Lions. Honestly, another team that, you know, not much. I did see Jameer Gibbs played a little bit. Um, he had a really explosive run up the middle, catch for 18 yards. Jameer Gibbs looks like he's going to be phenomenal. I like that. Um, 
other than that, nobody else really played that I'm, you know, too interested in. Uh, right. Jamison Williams, I did see. He came up grabbing his hamstring at uh, practice today, so hopefully he's okay. The I was going to say the one thing that stood out from that game for me was the seven targets and only two catches he had. Like they yeah. were trying to get him the football, and it, uh, he, had a, he had a couple drops, uh, a couple off-target passes. But, yeah, and then you factor in the hamstring injury. Uh, I know our, our guy, Jeff Mueller, injury guy over at mm-hmm. Testation Debbie, was saying uh, – well, and the good news is he's got nine and a half weeks to return from this. <laughs> so, like, he's right. got to throw that little shade and shot in. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully he's all right. But he was playing deep into the third quarter, too. So I think that's just, hey, you need to get out there because you didn't play last year. So I think that's kind of one of those things. I wouldn't read too much into him playing deep into the game like that. Right. We got a, we got a question about him, too, on the AMA. Is it... Like I've been pretty out on him, and like anywhere mm-hmm. I can sell him, and I have been for a while. You sold him to me in I one of our one, leagues. I, yeah. I sold one to you, but you know I was pretty much just taking any first that I could really get for him yeah. and just re-rolling it. Do you think with him specifically, Eric? I want your opinion on it. Is it better if you're not feeling it, like you're not into Jamison Williams at this point? Is mm. it better to try to sell him now with all this crap going on, or do you wait until it's like maybe one or two weeks before he's set to return? Do you think there's a little hype bump that you might get before yeah. he comes back? Yeah, I think there will be a little hype bump for sure. If you can sell him for 2024 first, 2025 first right now, I think you, you can definitely do it and re-roll for sure. If you're only getting a second, I think I I personally would rather just hold because he's just way too talented uh, to not just see see what happens there. Like last year, he tore his ACL in January, the end of January in the you know mm-hmm. the championship game, and that took him a while. Like, yeah, I know Godwin and Gallup kind of tore their ACLs around the same time, and they were back. And then Odell, he tore his you know not that long after um, Jameson, and he didn't even play all year. So it just kind of depends on the person. Um, I still really like him. He was my second graded wide receiver in the draft, so I was really high on him. And I think he's still worth holding on to personally. But I get it. If you can get a first and just re-roll it just, and get rid of the headache, I get it. I definitely get it. Oh, I'm 100% with you, though. If, like, the, if the, the offer is a second, like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I'm good, man. Right. Like, like maybe two seconds or – if it's two seconds and one of two them, two seconds like, I could be okay with. You know, a you go second on, and a, another wider. Give me a second and like a Van right. Jefferson. Give me. Okay, a I can maybe do that. Yeah. Right. Or you know, you go on Dynasty Daddy, or you go on one of the our league simulator on South FF or SouthArmonFF.com, and you plug it in, and that second's like a lock for top three. Like the team's mm-hmm. so bad. Okay. I could understand that, but yeah, if I'm if I'm really not getting a first though, I'm not too interested unless you kind of make it a. Make it interesting on the back end with your seconds. Right. Uh, next game up here, Falcons and Dolphins. So Falcons, the only really guy to talk about was Godwin Igabuke. 13 for 70 and a touchdown. Uh, he actually looked pretty good. He also returned a kick as well. So he's got that special teams upside. They just signed him. He's probably going to be their fourth running back, I'm guessing. So I did pick up a little bit of him. Obviously, they got Bijan Algier and Cordell Patterson ahead of him. Uh, but I think Igabuke's got a shot. They also have Carlos Washington Jr., who looked decent. Uh, but I think Igabuke has outplayed him so far, and he has the special teams ability. And then looking quickly at Miami, 
Uh, Mike White started. Skylar Thompson came in after. Both of them threw interceptions that were pretty uh, bad, but it is what it is. But there's, I think they're still battling it out to see who's the number two is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, Miles Gaskin, seven for fifty-seven on the ground, uh, two for twenty catching the ball, and he played over Salvin Ahmed, played over Devin Chain, so he was the starter for this game. So I really like that for Gaskin. I still don't know if he's going to make the team. He might be the fourth running back, or he might get cut or traded. But I want Miles Gaskin wherever he goes. If he gets cut, and say Minnesota picks him up, or you know maybe he goes to Dallas and he's Tony Pollard's backup, I definitely want Miles Gaskin because that guy is really talented. He's just kind of stuck in this rut behind you know Jeff Wilson and Mostert. Now they got a chain. So I'm with you. You called it last week when we were talking about it. We we're trying to figure these guys out. Um, I think this week kind of just solidified for me. Like, I want Miles Gaskin, and I don't really have any interest in Ahmed at this point. But Gaskin, yeah. yes. Like you said, even if it's not here in Miami, I think it'll be somewhere else. He's mm. he's, he's too damn good. Like, I, I we saw Ahmed be good at times uh, over his career, but I've seen much more out of Miles Gaskin, in my opinion. Mm. And this game just kind of solidified it where I'm going, yeah, he's still got the juice. So somebody's oh, yeah. going to want him somewhere if he, he gets let go. Uh, a chain looked pretty good too. They're trying to like manufacture touches for him, so like the quick screens and stuff like that um, in the receiving game. So he did get a couple of those. He had four for forty-one, uh, catching the ball, ran the ball ten times for twenty-five yards. I saw one time it was uh, I don't remember if it was goal line or short yards. I think it was short yards, and they sent him up uh, up the middle. <laughs> he just got eaten up and stuffed. Good call. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, they just have, they want to see, Hey, maybe he's got a knack maybe, for it and can yeah. do it, but yeah, uh, it's best to try that in preseason instead of uh regular season when a game's on the line. So Be- best to try it against guys who will be selling insurance, as you said last week, right? Yeah, exactly. Like let's try that before we get to the, the real, uh, you know, try it against Quinn and Williams in the regular season mm-hmm, and see right. what happens to you. Yeah. Quinn and Williams. What a beast. That guy's uh, an animal. Oh, Love yeah. him. Uh, Steelers and bucks. That's the next game. So uh, Kenny Pickett, his first drive, six for seven, 70 yards on a touchdown, basically just threw the ball the entire drive. Um, everybody was out there, Najee, Jalen Warren, uh, Pickens, Deontay, all those guys were out there with him. Uh, Kenny Pickett looked really good, went just right down the field on, on a pretty good defense. I don't know if uh, their first-team defense played or not, but still impressive nonetheless to uh, do that right out the gates there. George Pickens caught the touchdown right over the middle. That was a nice play. Deontay caught three balls. Uh, Friar Muth caught one over the middle. So, yeah, Steelers looked pretty good. Uh, Calvin Austin caught a long ball from Mason Rudolph, but that was just, he just outran the guy and just was out, you know, outran him. So nothing mm-hmm. like too major there. I, I bet Calvin Austin has a shot to make it as like the fifth or sixth receiver. Um, he didn't return any kicks though. So hopefully he can maybe show that a little bit over the next couple weeks. Uh, but yeah, the Steelers overall look pretty good. I'm pretty excited too. Kenny Pickett did. This is one of the ones where I watched that that yeah. first drive because I'm I've been pounding the table kind of for Kenny Pickett, and I, I always thought his his dynasty ADP at least was pretty damn disrespectful of of where he actually should be going. So mm-hmm. uh, the fact that he looked that good on that first drive, and like I said, I don't know if it was really against the Bucks, you know, first team defense. It's just a preseason, but he it's good to see him first preseason game come out and and yeah. be clicking already. 
you know, right out the gates. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the. Um, I, the I didn't see anybody at names. I don't, yeah, none of the big <laughs> names are out there. So I bet you that was against the second team. I, I see uh, a lot of still, uh, see a lot of guys that maybe could sell insurance, right? They get the right, names for right, it, right? Yeah, like Josh Josh Hayes Insurance, you know, yeah. maybe uh, Marquise Watts. Marquise Watson Associates. Yeah, Brandon Bouye Randall. I'll be definitely calling him to get an insurance (laughs) quote on Monday. Um, Tampa Bay, uh, Baker Mayfield actually looked really good. Eight for nine, 63 and a touchdown. Uh, He was efficient. Uh, I thought Kyle Trask actually looked pretty decent as well. He did throw a pick, uh, but I thought Trask looked good. I think it sounds like Mayfield's going to be the starter and Trask is going to be the backup. And I think that's kind of what they're going to have to do anyways, because you can't like put Trask out there first. And if you bench him for Mayfield, then Trask is just done because you already benched him uh, with Mayfield. He's a new guy. You sign him. He's the veteran. If he fails, you can go to Trask and, and it'll be all right. So I think, you know, you can do that for sure with mm-hmm. them. Uh, running back wise, Sean Tucker, um, he looked pretty solid, I thought, in his late round or late uh, game uh, playing. I don't think he, he yeah, he had a, a I think it was a long run or a long pass. I forget which one that he took, uh, but it got called back on a hold. Yeah. But he uh, he looked solid. Uh, they didn't do shit running the ball uh, receiving though. So Trey Palmer, he looked pretty good. He caught the touchdown from Baker four for 33 and a touchdown. Um, Devin Tompkins, two for nine. I've heard him uh, mentioned a lot during uh, training camp and him and Mayfield have a connection. So I think either Trey Palmer or Devin Tompkins might take that third wide receiver role that Russell Gage just lost today. Since Russell Gage tore his ACL, he's out for the year. Um, so I think one of those guys has a shot to definitely make it as like the third or fourth receiver um, in that offense. And if you have Russell Gage, go ahead and just cut him because he yeah. is borderline keepable right now anyway. So the uh, the third wide receiver role for the Buccaneers wasn't that enticing to begin with. Uh, and having uh, having Russell Gage with the torn knee like droppable. I, I am kind of interested. I did see right after that game, though, the, the Trey Palmer hype was kind of going uh, across the uh, the Twitter mm-hmm. sphere and people were talking about him. So, yep. um, like I said, it's still not that enticing being the third wide receiver on the right. Bucks offense. But, uh, you know, I'd probably give him the ultimate backhanded compliment. Like, I'm interested in Trey Palmer mm-hmm. and best ball. How about yeah, that? for sure. Uh, next game up was Washington and Cleveland. So I did watch... Uh, most of this game. So Washington, you know, Sam Howell started. He played into the second quarter there, 9 for 12, 77 yards and a touchdown. He was just getting pressured, you know, quite a bit. Uh, but I thought he looked all right. You know, it's nothing. You know, he's never going to uh, light up the scoreboard or anything, I don't think. But he looked fine. They had Jahan Dotson and McLaurin and all those guys out there playing with him. Uh, Dotson made a nice uh, leaping catch that was a little high from Howell, uh, but Dotson caught it and took it into the end zone, so that was a nice play. Uh, running backs didn't really do much. You know, Chris Rodriguez had a couple late runs that were nice. Uh, but, yeah, just kind of Sam Howell. He looked fine. Uh, nothing nothing bad there. Cole Turner being heavily involved oh, was yeah, actually yeah, yeah. kind of for the tight ends. Like, we're kind of seeing how that's going to shake out. Logan Thomas has always had talent, uh, but the injury bugs have, have – Man, yeah, I don't he's know had if, some bad injuries. 
At what point is he just nothing? And like we're waiting mm-hmm. for that next guy. And I kind of thought maybe it might be this year. And Cole Turner kind of seems that guy. You know, I had some uh, some some of Marnie Rogers hope uh, earlier, yeah. but that that went out the window when he got hurt. So yep. lean on Cole Turner. I know John Bates was going to be a thing last year, and that never really materialized. So maybe Cole Turner yeah. this year, and, and him being involved in Week One was actually kind of nice to see. Yeah, t- Turner was getting some hype last year during camp, and then he got hurt uh Bates was just really like a good blocker I mean he was okay in the receiving game but uh yeah Cole Turner is a good uh sneaky one in our deeper leagues if he's still available I did actually see somebody at the fantasy football expo wearing a Jahan Dotson jersey so it's probably the first one I've seen in a while like in the in the wild uh a commander's Jahan Dotson jersey (laughs) I might have to get one now it it looked clean with that number one I absolutely love their uh, helmets that uh, matte finish on those helmets, oh, yeah. man. That is yeah. like probably the sexiest helmet in the NFL for me. Let's hope the new ownership doesn't screw that up. Hey, well, they can, they could put the red skin back on the side of it for me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, the Browns. So Watson started three for three, 12 yards, nothing amazing. He did run the ball, uh, three carries, 20 yards. I was tying to like, don't get hurt, don't get hurt, don't get oh, hurt. Like, we were watching it at the expo party on Friday night, mm-hmm. and I'm like. What are, we, what are we doing, man? We're running read option with Deshaun Watson in the first week preseason. Like, come on. Come on. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. Cleveland will riot. They will riot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that would suck so bad if that happened. Um, the other quarterbacks were okay. But Dorian Thompson Robinson, again, 9 for 10, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, he's been like the talk of uh, – a lot of the Cleveland stuff going around that he just looks really, really good. Uh, I mean, Josh Dobbs has been in the league for how many ever years now and has never done anything. So Thompson Robinson is definitely the backup of the future here, if not you know sooner rather than later. Uh, Demetric Felton again, eight carries, 31 yards, led the team in rushing again. I think Demetric Felton is definitely going to make this team as the third running back. Jerome Ford hasn't played yet in either of the two games. He's been hurt. Uh, so Felton's really taken advantage of this, and he's been the uh, kick returner too. So I think Felton is definitely a guy who's making the team as long as he doesn't get hurt or anything like that the next couple of weeks. So if Felton is out there, uh, go ahead, pick him up. Uh, Hassan Hall, if you had him, I, I picked him up because he was a UDFA running back. He's not done anything, so I safely cut him this week. Um, Austin Watkins Jr. So he was, uh, I think, a USFL wide receiver, one of the top receivers, and he's come in six for 71 in this game. He had a bunch of catches in the Hall of Fame game as well uh, with a touchdown. He's, uh, I don't know if he's going to make the team, but he's definitely a practice squad candidate for sure if uh, he does not make the team as like the six receiver. So I think he's better than David Bell. Um, David Bell hasn't really done anything. I know he caught a touchdown in this game, but I think Watkins Jr. is definitely better than David Bell. Um, yeah, anything else that you saw here from this one? Nah, I was glad we were going to talk about Miller Forrestall. <laughs> yeah, that's a f- he's been the Browns' third tight end for a while now, and they have a bunch of tight ends. He's like a practice squad guy at best. Right, right. Well, at least he got a shining moment, right? Four catches, 66 yards. Good for him. Good right. for you, Miller. Uh, next game up, Denver and Arizona. So Russell Wilson played uh, quite a bit in this game along with the starters. Uh, they were in the second quarter, and Russell Wilson was still playing like halfway through. So 7 for 13, 93 yards, and a touchdown for Russ. So that was nice to see. Uh, 
I talked about Jaleel McLaughlin. He had four carries, 20 yards, and a touchdown uh, rushing the ball. He had one catch for 12 yards as well. That's uh, If you listen to the Football Guys podcast and Cecil Lammy, obviously he's a Denver uh, reporter, and he talked about Jaleel McLaughlin is definitely the third running back right now. And Sean Payton has a history of carrying these UDFA running backs on his team, especially if they're good. So I think there's a good shot that he makes the team. If he's still out there in your leagues, definitely pick him up. Um, Judy caught the touchdown from Russell. That was nice to see. Cortland Sutton looked really good and healthy. And they're going to be have to rely on Judy and Sutton quite a bit this year. So those two are... Um, definitely going to be big parts of that offense the one that's super concerning though i don't know if you've heard the same stuff but greg dulcich um he just hasn't done anything at camp and he's kind of like buried i think troutman might even be above him right now yeah i think you you might be right too and it's you know after adam and i are are finally out on uh, adam troutman you know now it's finally troutman's knees right 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 I think I think either way you slice it though, like I, we could probably bury the uh, the Albert O thing. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of good just done rostering him. He was always kind of that nice start to throw at tight end because of the athleticism. But you know yeah. if Trout if Troutman's moving up and and Dolch is just kind of falling behind, like I don't really want to roster three tight ends off of a Denver offense mm-hmm. that's shaky to begin with. It sounded like to him too that Albert O would probably get cut. Um, and, and like I said, they're not really using him. I think Alberto on his second team, if he gets to the right team, he could be somebody sneaky that you might have to pick up off the waivers if he gets out there. So kind of like, uh, you know, how Ricky Seals Jones bounced oh, yeah, around from yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. teams. That's a good one. Um, Alberto could kind of do the same thing um, for sure. Um, and then looking at the Cardinals really quick. So Clayton Toon, uh, he didn't start, but he played most of the game. 13 for 23, a touchdown and a pick. I thought he looked all right. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Arizona has to start him a couple weeks um, if they don't want to go to Colt McCoy. Uh, sounds like they probably would go to Colt McCoy if they're starting him uh, in the first preseason game here. But um, it, Honestly, if anybody has any of these top six receivers that uh, caught balls for them, uh, can uh, I don't know what you're doing because I haven't heard of like the two of them. Out of the six, <laughs> I know I know like the other three that I've I've heard of their names, but uh, yeah, not much to mention here from the Cardinals. Honestly, uh, like I mentioned earlier, De Mercado, I cut him. He only had six for twenty-one rushing, and he was behind Tyson Williams, so I went ahead and just cut him in all my leagues. A shout out to a, a Savage member in our Patreon, Doctor B Harris. He does a perfect uh, Conor McGregor impression of uh, who the fuck is that guy. <laughs> So uh, that's kind of how I look at it when I see those receivers. Like I just I hear his voice in the back of my head. Nice. All right, Colts and Bills. So Colts, Anthony Richardson got the start. His uh, seven for twelve, sixty-seven yards, no touchdowns, one pick. Richardson, uh, his pick was just a high ball, got picked off. Nothing, you know, too bad there. Uh, He did get named the starter. Uh, I think the day after the the game anyway. So Anthony Richardson will be the week one starter Uh, running back wise. Nothing really happened there. Just a bunch of plotters Um, wide receiver wise. I saw Josh downs two for 29 with Gardner Minshew. So that was nice to see. Um, But yeah, anybody else on, uh, on Indy you want to mention? No, it was kind of ho-hum. Just the a rich being named week one starter was actually the, the biggest news out of Indy for this, uh, this week one, which was good. So Really glad that he uh, 
that he got named, and now we kind of just put this whole Gardner Minshew thing to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Buffalo. So Kyle Allen and Mar- Matt Barkley played uh, for them for a quarterback. Kyle Allen uh, started. Matt Barkley was the backup. Matt Barkley outplayed Kyle Allen by a mile. Um, I think Matt Barkley should be the, the backup there. Uh, James Cook ran a touchdown in, four for 20 and a touchdown. Uh, Cook just basically took it to the outside untouched quick uh, outrun there so that was nice to see uh wide receivers obviously Isabella Keyshawn Johnson uh those guys are fighting for like the fifth and sixth receiver spots not too interested in them um Damian Harris is still hurt so he did not play Latavius Murray played five for 18 running the ball but he had three catches for 21 yards so nice to see that uh Latavius got used there a little bit yeah, the uh, look at those top two wide receivers, just Arizona cast-offs, right? Once upon a time, uh, Arizona Cardinals, Keyshawn Johnson, Andy Isabella, so good on them. And then you follow it up with a uh, a Raiders cast-off and Marcel Aitman, who I thought at one point was going to be the next one, the big-bodied receiver. But not too much from that game that I really took away from other than, uh, hey, James Cook scored a touchdown. So I was pretty excited that he, he actually did something, right? So uh, yeah, maybe the hype is sure. real. Maybe the James Cook hype is real. Possibly. We'll have to see on that one. Uh, Next game up was Tennessee and Chicago. So there was actually a lot of highlights uh, from the Chicago side on this one. But we'll start with Tennessee. Uh, Malik Willis and Will Levis kind of just went back and forth, kind of trading series a little bit. Uh, Malik Willis did play a little bit more. I did see where um, somebody mentioned it that Malik Willis is the leader for the second quarterback job right now, and Levis is the third quarterback. So Yeah, I can see that happening too. Yeah, and so Malik we'll looked see. much better than Will did on, on Yes, that. he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Malik definitely looks improved, so that was good to see at least. Uh, Will Levis's <laughs> interception was absolutely brutal, and Scott Connor had to make sure that he showed it to me. <laughs> but it was it was at the fourth quarter when they were trying to come back to win, so it was like right at the end. So he was just throwing yep. it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I'm not going to eat his lunch for that one. But um, yeah, he definitely needs to improve. I'm not going to lie about that. Running back wise, Julius Chestnut seven for forty six. That was later in the game. Um, he was like their last running back through Tajay Spears, though, six for 32. Tajay showed that explosiveness. I thought he looked really good. Um, receivers, this receiver's core is like the worst I've ever seen in my life uh, outside of the Eagles when they started James Trash and Todd Stinkston. Um, so I know you, me and you remember those days. Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah, that that's it for the Titans, though. But I, I was happy to see Tajay look pretty good. And then the Bears, man, uh, Justin Fields, two touchdowns, three for three, 129 yards, two touchdown passes. DJ Moore took that one to the house on a quick screen, and then uh, he had to scramble a little bit, and Khalil Herbert ran one uh, pretty long. So did you see those two plays? What did you think of those? I did, man. As a guy who's big on a Justin Fields and DJ Moore this year, it uh, warms my heart, but then people just hit me with the uh, it's screen passes and you know negative air yards. I think I saw the stat where it was three for three, one twenty nine, right? But mm-hmm. negative eight, negative eight air yards or something like that. Oh, I, don't yeah. I, I don't give a shit. They scored fantasy points, man. Like oh, not yeah. official fantasy points, but it was good to see that they have a connection. DJ Moore in that open field, uh, Khalil Herbert. That one uh, we joked about. When we were at the expo. Like Mike Vrabel probably just like fired his entire defense. 
right there. Yeah. Just cut seven dudes. I think just because the seas parted, right. uh, they just gave that one up pretty easily. But yep. it's good to see that offense rolling. And then my boy Roshan yeah, actually Roshan. looked that very, very guy. good. Yep. Very, very yeah, good. Yeah, he uh, he looked pretty solid in his uh, twelve carries, forty-four yards. Had a nice twenty-four yard run. Caught a couple balls too. Uh, so yeah, it was nice to see him. He's definitely going to be the third running back there. I think right. I think to start the season, it's going to be Herbert and Foreman kind of splitting the duties there, yeah. and Roshan's going to be the third guy uh, there. Tristan Ebner didn't do shit, so he's not going to factor in. Uh, the one guy that I always shit on, I I don't even know if he's going to make the team, but Bayless Jones, um, and he's got to show something these next couple games, or I think he definitely is on the roster bubble. For sure, for sure. And I don't, I don't have him in any leagues. I picked him up a couple times this off season just to kind of wait and see, but yeah, nothing there. I got him in best ball leagues, but as soon as he gets cut, yeah. like it's over. Uh, next game up, Jets and Panthers. We can only talk about one side here, the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson looked really good, fourteen for twenty, hundred twenty-three yards on a touchdown. Uh, Banakanda, we talked a little bit about earlier. He had a really nice, wicked. Um, Spin move right in the open field. Missed the goal line by like two yards uh, after a dive for it. If you saw on, on Hard Knocks, that was a good play by him. Michael Carter caught the ball really well. Bandit Canna caught the ball. Uh, three for 31. Uh, that's really none of the like starters play Lazar. Lazar did play. Uh, Garrett Wilson didn't play or anything like that. But yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty good to see the Jets. Um, and like, you know, if you watch tired knocks, like Salah's like, let's run the fucking ball down their throat for the rest of the game. And they, they pretty much did. So it was nice to see that that jets offensive line looking solid uh, for them this year. Absolutely. Nothing to talk about with the Panthers. Horrible. No, they, they, they were terrible. Atrocious. Atrocious. Matt Corral was running for his life. I mean, his stat line doesn't look bad. 15 for 22, 126, but he was like literally running for his life the whole time. That Jets defensive line just got Freaky. after them. So um, I'd like to see a little bit more from Corral, but I mean, he's going to be the third quarterback at best there. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I had, I cut him in, in most of my leagues. I didn't have too much of them. The ones that I did get were free off of waiver wires. Right. Um, so I just wanted to see what happened. Maybe he would shine and maybe get traded to a team, but I just, I don't think it's going to happen. Nah, I just went ahead and cut him everywhere. Even though I had yeah. those pre NFL rookie drafts and, you know, taking yep. my pick five, like, whoops, we yep. just move on now. Not going to hold uh, it forever. Yeah. Jags and Cowboys were next. So Jags, Lawrence was out there for two series. First series, he threw a pick on the first play. And then after they came back out, five for six, 36 yards and a touchdown. And it was to Christian Kirk in the back of the end zone. So they had everybody played. Ridley played. Uh, Evan Ingram played. All those guys played. So that was nice to see. Uh, Tank Bigsby, man. I don't know if you saw his. He had a 34-yard run. Um, he looked really good. I, I liked what I saw from Tank. I think Tank's going to definitely be a part of this team. ETN looked really f- quick, obviously, always does. Uh, Dearness Johnson. So, Jamichael Hasty didn't play. I'm guessing he was – oh, no, he did play. He had one catch for three yards, uh, but didn't get any carries. So, I don't know what to think of that. Is he just secure and they're like, okay, we're not going to play you, but – they wanted to see the other guys. I don't know. It's hard, hard to believe if you're out there playing ETN and Tank Bigsby that you wouldn't right, give yeah, Jermichael Hasty some run, right? Because you're right. trying to save him. 
Right. So Dearness Johnson, uh, he looked really good, and I've seen him on some waiver wires too. So I picked up Dearness. I think he's got a shot to be the number three here. Uh, Snoop Connor just isn't it. He was playing deep in the fourth quarter. I think Snoop Connor ends up getting cut. Um, so I feel safe cutting him on any of my teams. He's just he's just not special in any way. Right. Um, and Calvin really looked good on his two catches. So I I, I did want to note that. Right. Uh, the I was pretty excited to see the the Tank Bigsby thing. I've I've said for a while like I think he's going to be far more involved than people want him to be. Uh, like we think the dynasty value of Travis Etienne has always been a little bit inflated here with the addition of Tank and. I think it's more a 1A, 1B situation than people want to admit. So mm-hmm. seeing Tank get that run, he looks really, really good. Not that Travis Etienne's bad, right, because he's very explosive running back, but Tank's going to be heavily involved in this offense as well. Yeah, I uh, in Scott's Dynasty and Chill chat, I did mention I thought it was going to be 60-30-10, 60 for Etienne, 30 Bigsby, 10 Dearnest. That's kind of how I think they're going to run it this year. So, Ooh, okay. That's a lot. It is, it, it That's is, a lot uh, for Etienne. To be honest, yeah, I mean, it it could even be lower than that. It could be fifty five forty five. That that's uh, kind of where I'm. Thirty five five, you know, whatever the math is, but um, it could be something like that. I was just kind of making it out to be something like that uh, because it is Doug Peterson, and you know him uh, pretty yes. well. He yes. likes to use three, four running backs. So, I think Dearness and Hasty, if they keep all four, they're they're going to get a couple carries a game. So, right, yep, I'm with you. Um, Dallas. Will Greer played most of the game, 22 for 31, 199 yards, two touchdowns. He looks solid, but that's against third and four stringers. Uh, the one I did want to mention was Deuce Vaughn. I know he looks tiny and everything, but, man, he's explosive, hard mm-hmm. runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't want to use the Darren Sproles comparison, but, like, he could definitely be a weapon, man. So I, I know the Sproles thing feels lazy, right? Yes, but it, it does. But it fits. Yes. It fits. Darren Sproles did the same thing, right? Looks tiny out there, but you can't hit him. It's so yeah. hard to hit him to get to get that clean shot. Like you're like, oh, he's gonna get buried as soon as he gets, mm-hmm. you know, tattooed. We gotta touch him first. <laughs> so yeah. and you can't touch like, him, you can't get hurt. And it's not like Malik Davis and Rico Doddle are, are elite talents. No. Like, I could easily see Deuce Vaughn end up being the second running back here behind Pollard if they don't sign anybody. So not right, to say and... that Dowdle and Davis didn't look good because Dowdle actually looked pretty good. He looked uh, explosive. Three for 33 in the in the receiving game. Um, yeah, I could I think... say Malik Davis didn't look good. Yeah, he had four for nineteen in the receiving game, four carries, three yards. wasn't like spectacular, but that was he was with the starters because he started the game. So mm-hmm. he was against Jacksonville's first unit, so he got stuffed quite a bit um, running the ball. But he did catch it. I thought he looked fine. Uh, Dowdle, I think, looked better. Uh, the other one that looked really good too is Jake Ferguson, three for thirty-eight, caught all of his catches. Man, he looked really good. He's definitely going to be their starter. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to bring up Deuce Vaughn, Dowdle, and Ferguson. Those were three guys that caught my eye on Dallas. I was just glad to get a Jalen Tolbert sighting. You know, yeah, after... he, he actually made a nice play, too. So he's another one who looked good. And yeah, he's going to be their uh, – yeah, he's going to be their fourth receiver. I know, he, uh, I know he didn't actually take the year off, but it felt like he took the year uh, off. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. 
Um, next game up, Eagles and Ravens. So I don't know if you got to check any of that out. You're probably I did. and uh, okay. people people were going nuts too about like who wasn't playing the whole running back. You know, like Kenneth Gainwell didn't play and Boston Scott didn't play and yeah. all that, that. They're saying you know these guys are the starting running backs. I'm like, yeah. maybe they're just playing the guys who don't know the system yet, right? Both those yes. dudes were there last year. Rashad Penny wasn't. DeAndre Swift wasn't. We try to get him as much work as possible to learn the system and get it down before we actually get to the season. So I don't really look too much into it. Penny looked fine. DeAndre Swift, he was good. He had yeah, like one, nice he, run. he had that, he had that real nice run. Uh, but outside of that, I didn't have too many takeaways from the offense because it wasn't anybody that yeah, it was, was Tyree, probably going to be a Cleveland and Greg Ward who even caught balls really. You know, I, uh, I forgot until this game that Greg Ward was actually in the league or on a team somewhere, a team. right? Like still doing uh, something. You know who I, I thought actually looked pretty good was Tanner McKee. Uh, he's definitely better than Ian Book. Ian Book's awful. Um, but I think Tanner McKee, I think they got somebody there that could at least be a competent backup in the future as long as he keeps improving. So Yeah, I he, did, he didn't good. look too bad. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he can actually push or beat out Mariota for the backup job. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's probably not till like later in the season before yeah. Mariota quits or something. So <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. Um, all right, so Ravens. So this one was interesting, too, that Josh Johnson started over Tyler Huntley. Uh, so I did note that, that maybe maybe Josh Johnson's over Tyler Huntley there. Um, both had maybe. a touchdown. Huntley looked better, personally, I thought. Um, so we'll see. But Huntley was still playing with, you know, they had Tyler Wallace out there. Melvin Gordon was his running back in the third quarter. Um, so that was, you know, they still had him with some some good players. Uh, Melvin Gordon, six for 16. So he didn't really get to do too much. You know, I, I still think he's making the team. They're paying him too much money to, to not make the team, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, nothing really too much else stand, stands out here from uh, Baltimore, but I just wanted to bring up that, uh, Josh Johnson was starting over Huntley. It'd be interesting to see if that actually plays out too, because, you know, Huntley was the perfect backup to Lamar when they played that Greg Roman style, right? Like he did mm-hmm. ex- almost not exactly what Lamar did, but very similar things to what Lamar did. Um, mm-hmm. And he just kind of fit. And now that they're transitioning away from that into this different style, do they, you know, does he not have the same ability like Lamar has to throw the ball the way Todd Munkin wants it in this offense? So mm-hmm. they might actually be looking to see if, uh, you know, maybe it's Josh Johnson who kind of fits that mold a little bit better and can do some of the things through the air that they want. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next game up, Chargers and the Rams. So quarterback-wise, nothing to mention on the Chargers side. We talked about Elijah Dotson already. Josh Kelly, 9 for 54. He looks solid. Spiller, 5 for 27. Um, but he had that really long, like, 60-yard run called back on a holding. Looked fine on that. Looked healthy. So, I, you know, the Chargers have also carried four running backs a lot in the past. So I think... Eckler, Dotson, Kelly, Spiller are all going to make the team. I'm pretty confident in that. Receiver-wise, you know, obviously none of the uh, big guys played. Quentin Johnston did play. He caught a nice touchdown catch from uh, Easton Sticks, so that was nice to see that uh, Quentin looked pretty good. Um, other than that, though, not not too much else from the Chargers. I'll give you one, Eric, um, because it's been a best ball guy that I'm pretty exposed to. Lineup, don't even bother, folks, but uh, best ball Darius Davis. 
yeah. rostering my wide receiver. He did a little bit in the receiving game, but the big important thing for me was he's back there returning kicks and actually did house one. So yes, I would I, I would venture to say his role on the team might be actually pretty solid. And if you can say that he's going to make the team as a deep threat wide receiver on a Justin Herbert, Kellen Mond led offense, like I'm interested in best ball and rostering a lot of Darius oh, yeah. Davis. Yeah, for sure, because he's definitely going to be the return guy, kick returns and punt returns. Uh, he was elite of that in college, and he's going to do it in the NFL as well. So good call on that, especially if, if it's a league, uh, best ball league with return yardage and stuff. Oh, baby. And return touchdowns. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Pick him up for free. That's a nice one. Uh, so the Rams. So Brett Rippon did start, and he only played like one series, three for six, 11 yards, and then they turned it over to Stetson Bennett the rest of the game. Uh, Stetson Bennett was under a lot of pressure in this game. He was running a lot, uh, but I thought he looked pretty solid still, even though he was getting pressured a lot. 17 for 29, 191 yards and a touchdown. Uh, touchdown was a nice throw to Puka Nakua. I thought he looked pretty good. He, he's going to be somebody I, I want to probably roster in most of my leagues because he's going to be, uh, he ain't going to be out there for free. You're going to have to probably roster him. Uh, just to see what happens there. Running back wise, Zach Evans, eight for thirty-four. He looked fine. I thought he looked. Um, you know, he's not like going to lose his job or anything or get cut. Uh, Tyler Johnson, the former Bucks receiver, I think he was on the Colts last year. Maybe uh, Texans five, there for a while. Raiders, yeah. I think he did a stint last year as well yeah, too. Yeah. So he had five for seventy. He looked pretty good. He's probably fighting for like that fifth, sixth receiver job on that team. So. Uh, Nakua is going to make the team, no doubt. Demarcus Robinson has been great in camp. I think he makes the team. Plus, you got Van Jefferson and, and Cooper Cup. So, Tyler Johnson's definitely fighting for one of those last spots. Um, but, yeah, other than that, not too much else from the Rams. Yeah, other than uh, the Stetson Bennett thing was probably the biggest takeaway. I'm a, I'm a known Stetson Bennett hater, but uh, I thought he played pretty well, especially considering the circumstances. Like you said, uh, every single snap, it was like there's a dude in his lap and he's got to make something happen. So right. good for him. Yep. Good for him at uh, 25 or 26 years old and still hasn't graduated college yet. So good for Stetson Bennett. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs and Saints. So they had Mahomes out there and, and Travis Kelsey and all those guys for the first series. Thank God they didn't get hurt. Um, Shane Bouchelle, he was the third quarterback through. Glenn Gabbert was the backup uh, but Bouchel looked pretty good, 155 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I thought he looked decent. Uh, Daneric Prince, four for 14 rushing, but the main one is he returned two kicks, so he was back to returning kicks. Uh, that's going to be one of his ways to make the roster because I think he's going to make it. Um, I don't think they're going to try and sneak him through on practice squad, uh, but I think they're going to keep him as their fourth running back, and they're going to have Clyde, McKinnon, and uh, Pacheco. Um, receiver wise, Richie James had a touchdown. That was a nice catch. Uh, Rasheed Rice, three for 30. Justin Ross caught a touchdown, two for 29. Uh, good to see that he was back out there in practice today after an injury scare. Um, yeah, not, nothing too much else from the uh, Chiefs. Anything for you? No, just with the Chiefs, like, please just don't get hurt. That's really all you're asking yeah. for, like the mainstay guys. I think don't. I think if we can get through week two, we should be all right, because week three they kind of play a lot of the backups right. usually um, in this new format. So, uh, Saints, all three quarterbacks looked great to me. Uh, Derek Carr came out six for 80, 70 yards and a touchdown. He looked awesome. Jameis Winston, uh, Jameis was taking a lot of sacks. He was running for his life a little bit too. 
Uh, but his stat line looks good. 11 for 13, 92 and a touchdown. Um, other than the sacks that he took, everything looked good on Jameis. And Hayner, 10 for 17, 105, touchdown and a pick. I thought Hayner looked pretty good, too, for a good third quarterback. Yeah, uh, the quarterback situation, I'm really just Derek Carr. I'm still holding on to Jameis Winston, Hope. Like, yeah. uh, Hayner, it's just so hard for me to roster him because of how much best ball I play, right? You know that dude's going to be a zero just about everywhere. Like, it's it's got to be a lineup league. It's it's hard to roster Jameis Winston as it is, but right. if I got to make the bet, like, right now today on which one I would, I would choose, it's going to be Jameis just because I think that talent is still there. But – Good to see Derek Carr come out and just kind of look real sharp with that first team offense. And and I think a lot of it has to stem from like how good Alvin Kamara looked and like how good Michael Thomas looked. Like they kind mm-hmm. of look, you know, a few years younger. Right? Yeah. They kind of look like they had that little bit of juice back. And if that's yeah. gonna be the case with Olave, oh baby. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, this might mean, be a pretty uh, damn good offense. I, I read an article this offseason about Carr and one of the reasons that he went to the Saints and uh, he actually got a hold of Michael Thomas before he signed with the Saints and made sure, hey, you know, is this going to work? This, you know, chemistry and him and Michael Thomas have got a uh, a really good chemistry brewing. So um, I'm actually kind of excited to see some Michael Thomas this year. If you could still pick up Michael Thomas for a random 2024 20, second, I think I'd take the chance, especially if you need some help on your wide receiver team. Can, uh, wide can receiver you- core. Can you find out if it's like Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup? Are they eating breakfast together? Because if they're eating <laughs> breakfast together, I'm going to go trade for Michael Thomas everywhere. They might be, but um, yeah, I mean, it kind of is like the, the type of receiver that he likes those, like Michael Crabtree back in the day or Devontae Adams last year, where he just, you know, one of those guys that goes up and gets it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned uh, both Kamara and Michael Thomas. I thought they both looked pretty good. Uh, Kamara looked a little quicker. Uh, Thomas was just healthy. He had a helmet on, so that was good. <laughs> um, the one I want to bring up, though, is A.T. Perry. Uh, he caught the touchdown from Jameis. Six for 70 and a touchdown in this game. A.T. Perry looked really good. Uh, I think he's definitely making this team for sure, especially being like a six-round pick. They're not going to waste that pick. Uh, but, yeah, he, he looked really good to me. I think he's going to make an impact uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really do kind of like me some A.T. Perry, man. Like, yeah, and Kendra didn't do much. Um, then he got hurt with a knee sprain, so I'm not going to really. He also had that horrible run where he couldn't even see the giant cutback lane, so it was like, oh, yeah. come yeah. on, Kendra, come on. Uh, 49ers and the Raiders for the final game. So Trey Lance started 10 for 1,512 yards and a touchdown, but he was under pressure quite a bit too. Um, they also brought up on the broadcast. I was because I watched most of this game, and they are talking about Lance. About man, he's been in this system for three years, and he's still struggling with his reads and and all that stuff. So it's not like a great look for Trey Lance, but we'll see what happens. Darnold looked pretty solid um, as well, so it was interesting to see those two running backs. Tyrion Davis Price had a couple nice runs. Um, he's lost like ten to fifteen pounds. He said. Um, he looks slimmer, faster, so that was nice. And then the re- one receiver I wanted to bring up was Ronnie Bell, a UDFA out of Michigan, three for fifty-eight. Um, he's going to be a playmaker. I wouldn't be shocked if he f- gets that last receiver spot. And he returned three kicks for fifty-seven yards and two punts. So I think Ronnie Bell is looking like a guy who could make the uh, last roster spot as a return guy for them. Warm in my heart, Eric. I got a lot of Ronnie Bell all over the place just nice, for that simple nice. reason, right? 
All right. And the main event, what everybody showed up for on this <laughs> podcast, the best rookie quarterback from week one or week two of the preseason, Aiden fucking O'Connell. <laughs> Let's go, man. I knew yeah. you'd be excited about this one. Yeah, he, uh, man, just watching that game, he's in command of the offense. Very accurate. Um, he's making checks at the line, doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, Steve Mariucci was talking about him like, man, this kid can start in the NFL one day. He, he's got a lot of potential. So yeah, Steve Mariucci, you know, former coach, quarterback guru, can tell me about that, about Aiden O'Connell after watching him uh, in a preseason game. I'm, I'm pretty happy. So if somebody's not willing to give you a second-round pick for Aiden O'Connell right now, I don't blame you for selling him. Go ahead, sell it, get that profit. Uh, but in my leagues, I'm going to probably hold on to him unless I do get that second round pick. So, uh, definitely just a one game, obviously he played, uh, he started, we'll see how it goes the rest of the, uh, preseason, but so far so good. Uh, Zamir white 13 for 43 and a touchdown. He looked good. Um, and then the receivers, there's nothing too much there. Cole Fotheringham is a <laughs> third tight end. Five for 71. He looks solid, but he's, you know, like I said, he's the third tight end. So we'll see what happens there with him. And yeah, not too much else um, to mention there on the Raiders. No, man. That was all about Aiden O'Connell and uh, Cole Fotheringham. Yes. Nice name. (laughs) Yeah, that's a a mouthful for sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm glad to like Aiden O'Connell did actually look really good. Look really, really good. So um, I knew you'd be excited when we got to come yeah, on and, and talk about him. I'm not bit. like I actually watched most of these games, not like f- the full games, but most of the um, you know 10 to 15 minute highlight films of of every single game I watched. Honestly, he looked like the best rookie quarterback this weekend, and I'm just not you know blowing smoke up his ass or anything like that. I, I literally watched the games, and he literally looked the best. So. Uh, definitely good for him for the first week. I know he's not the most talented. He's not an Anthony Richardson or a Bryce Young or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, for somebody that you got like the fourth round of your rookie drafts or off your waivers, uh, he looked really damn good. So I was happy to see that. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it for the Raiders, man. Did, did you have anything else on them? Very good. Nope. There wasn't actually too much to talk about with those guys outside yeah. of Aiden O'Connell. Zamir White was okay. And everybody else, I'm like, the hell is this dude who cares yeah, for sure for <laughs> i'm not gonna give you philip dorsett hype on one catch sorry right, sorry right. people right all right well anything uh else from the preseason or, or are you good man are you ready for america's favorite game i'm always ready for america's favorite game it's yeah, what i, I look forward to yeah and i don't have one this week off the top of my head so i'm gonna have to kind of think here did you um did you go to the actual Hall of Fame any of the last two years? I have not because oh, okay. I'm I, I am an alcoholic. I was going to ask you what your favorite thing at the Hall of Fame was. <laughs> but, okay, so that one's out. Listen, uh, just be glad I showed up to my own booth at the Expo. Like, I made right. it that far. All right. <laughs> right, right. Oh, man, what could we do this week? Let's just do something simple. How, how about who's your favorite baseball team? Favorite baseball team. I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, unfortunately. So I bounce around all over the place. But just a general story about me and how I picked my teams when I was younger, right? So I grew up in the Midwest. Yeah, I I grew up in the Midwest. Um, So 
everybody around me. So like how I, how I landed on the Eagles, everybody around me is either a local teams fan. Like they like the Vikings, they like the Packers, you know, they like the bears or, you know, I'm in the mid nineties. So the, the Cowboys fan girl club is just ridiculous. You know, everybody's on that. And it just happened. I was watching Monday night football and Bobby Taylor is just beating the shit out of the Dallas Cowboys one night on Monday night football. And I was sold right then. Like I hate the Cowboys, Man, I really like these winged helmets, so that's how I became an Eagles fan. Same principle for baseball, Eric. Everybody was either a Cubs fan or a Brewers fan. or mm-hmm. I, I don't think I know any Twins fans. I don't think those actually existed. But those, those were the teams that they really liked. And, of course, it's the mid-'90s, so Yankees. And who do the Yankees play all the time? Yeah. The Boston Red Sox. And that's how I became a Boston Red Sox fan. So okay. I ate shit for a lot of time. Uh, on my early fandom with the Eagles and the Red Sox. And then, you know, we're kind of seeing it pay off here as as of late. Like, it took till yeah. 2003 for me for the Red Sox to finally win one. But glad we actually did. Okay. Well, obviously, being from uh, Cleveland, I've always been an Indians fan. But they've also had some rough years. Uh, this owner is a complete dipshit and doesn't spend any money. So it's really hard to root for these assholes, to be honest with you. Right. Um, so you have to, like kind of like pick up some other teams so obviously you know growing up the with the yankees you get jeter and and a rod and all these guys posada and i just you know nobody ever liked those guys so i always liked the red sox because you know they hadn't won anything yet so obviously manny ramirez went there i liked manny fell in love with big poppy pedroia pedro i love pedro one of my favorite players um I love Kevin Euclid. That was one of my favorite players. So I oh, liked, yeah. I, I liked uh, the Red Sox there for quite a bit um, during those, you know, when they started winning some World Series. I wasn't like a huge fan, but I just rooted for him. Um, another team that I really liked back in the day was the Marlins. Um, and that was when they had Dontrell Willis, Miguel Cabrera's rookie yep. year, yep. Mike Lowell, Derek Lee, Josh Beckett. Uh, when they had that uh, World Series run and beat the Yankees, I was definitely um, – a big Marlins fan for a couple years there. And then they got Hanley Ramirez there in a big trade with the Red Sox the one year. So uh, those are some of my favorite baseball teams and some of my favorite memories. But obviously I like the Indians. It's not um, – I'm not saying the other name because that's bullshit too. Um, <laughs> they need to I, I will say I, I did go against you just with everybody that I knew around here being Cubs fans. So when it was, uh, when it was Cubs-Indians, man, I had to – yeah. Had a root for the Cubs, man. I, I just wanted that feel good story, right? Same yeah, thing. I, mean, I was a was... Red Sox fan. I knew how it was, so I was I was a Cubs guy that year. Yeah, it was for both teams because the Indians hadn't won since 1948, and the Cubs were what 1908 or whatever it was. So both either team was gonna break a long drought. So um, obviously, and in, I wanted in, the Indians to win. In reality, my favorite baseball team will always be the Cleveland Indians because one of my favorite baseball movies of all time is the Major League One and Two. Both of them, one and two. You have to throw the second one in there. People don't always throw that one in there, but just as good as the first one, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And uh, actually, Major League Three is not a terrible movie either. It actually is not. Uh, With your your, uh, downtown Anderson. Downtown. (laughs) Downtown Anderson, yeah. Then he plays a... uh, he plays all these weird roles too, like he's the bad guy and uh, justified the series though. That, that yeah, went on and too. Um, he was uh, kind of a prick in uh, all the one Marvel movie, Ant Man. Yes, yes. He was, he was a prick in that movie, um, and then he did the uh, 
was it the vice principals with Danny McBride on HBO? Yes, and he, he played was, the. He was hilarious in that. Did he play the uh, the cross dresser in Sons of Anarchy too? Like I'm trying yeah, to I think. Didn't see yeah, he's Sons got a hell of a range. So downtown Anderson. <laughs> oh yeah, man, he's he definitely has a hell of a range. He can play serious to to goofy, uh, pretty easily for sure. Don't, don't sleep on Major League Three. I'm with you. Yeah, it's, it's a solid movie. I I might actually go back and and rewatch that. I might find that too. Like I kind of yeah. got the urge now. Yeah. now that you bring it up. And um, obviously the one guy. What the hell is it? Is it Scott Bayo? Is that the Scott Bayo? Yep. He he's in everything too. He's like I always see him like um, those NCIS reruns. He's on. He's yeah. in there. He's in a lot of uh, movies. He's a, he's an underrated actor too. And then also probably one of our favorite. Um, Football movies from back in the day, Unnecessary Roughness. Yes. He was yep. the quarterback there, too. So Great. Great, great. We just went like, uh, what, do, what do they say? Like six degrees, 18 mm-hmm. degrees. <laughs> Scott Bale, favorite baseball team to like the Scott Bale conversation. I love it. Yeah, that's how these always turn out, man. They always just have a life of their own. They go, sure. they go where it takes us. Not good yes. stuff, man. But Hell Red yeah. Sox answered the original question. That's yep. my team. Yep, and uh, Indians for me. I don't, I don't really watch baseball anymore. The last couple of years since they changed the name, I'm just kind of done with it. I got, <laughs> uh, I got better shit to do than watch that crap. And the whole Bally Sports thing, like it's not on YouTube TV. You have to have like certain things right. to even watch it. So like it's like to jump through hoops just to watch your local team. Like it's baseball is just so dumb right now. To watch a three and a half hour game that you probably take a nap. Right, right. Most times, anyways. I love going live though. Like, uh, we literally have the Lake County captains, like literally a three minute drive from my house, a single A team for the Indians, and it, man, it's so nice to go when it's nice out. Just go sit back and watch a a baseball game. I love going live and watching. It's it's nice and relaxing. It is in in person baseball is pretty amazing. Yeah, especially a minor, yeah, minor league even when there's not like a ton of people around, you can just sit back, relax, have a beer and a hot dog, and and watch a game. So it's nice on TV baseball outside of maybe the World Series is some of the most boring shit ever. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, (laughs) I don't really care for the All Star game that much. Home run derby. Herman Derby's cool. Um, I'll check out the uh, that now they're doing like the cornfield won the game yes uh those are those are pretty cool feel the dreams baby 15 minutes for me is it really yes sir have you been to the have you been to it yeah feel the dreams multiple times okay i mean it it grew up here with it you know yeah i figured it it was coming out when i was you know a kid (laughs) so it's been pretty much my entire life you gotta think that movie's old as shit now boy awesome movie though kevin kevin costner has done some uh, some really good sports movies that's for sure it's like south Harmon, man if you build it they will come I can't think of a better way to end it, man. Right there. Um, all right. Yeah. We're going to end it right there, man. At Eric Vanek NFL. You can follow me on Twitter there. Follow the show at America's Game Pod as well. If you guys can give um, some follows there, that would be awesome on both of those. Remember, South Harmon Dynasty Football. Look for that on your podcast feed. Subscribe there. You'll get our podcast, America's Game, every single week. Uh, 4D is going to be dropping on there soon. Uh, all the other podcasts that we're going to have lined up coming out soon there as well. South Harmon FF YouTube. Make sure you guys check that out. Check out the website. 
Uh, we got Koopa's Warp Tool on there. We got Mind Warp with Scott and Adam that they put out. That video series, like, whatever you said, it was like 25 videos or something like yeah, that. 25 hours of content. 25 man. hours of content. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, if you want to get better at Dynasty, you want to learn about the Warp Tool, there's no better way to learn about it than with Scott and Adam. Listen to that video series. So make sure you guys uh, check that out as well. And then, Mike, go ahead. Close this out, man. That's all I got, man. I love doing these shows. Glad we got this one in a little bit longer, but we nailed it. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to go hop off, eat dinner, and, and probably die. Because also, when I come <laughs> back from last week, Eric, like I'm working at 3 a.m. in the morning. So this is, this oh, is killing geez. me. Yeah, it's good. I'm ready for the weekend already, and it's only Wednesday. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. We will see you next week for America's Game episode number four. See y'all. Peace. Thank you.